Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. We're talking about the five rules today, the five rules to get your dog to listen anywhere. Before I do that, I have a very quick announcement. We have finished the audiobook for the dog training cheat codes. If you do not have time to educate yourself on bettering your relationship with your dog and getting professional results and reliable behavior, head over to matadorcanine.com slash cheat codes and get the dog training cheat codes audiobook. I'll see you guys there. Now, we're talking about the five rules of getting your dog to listen anywhere. And I mean anywhere. In the bathroom, in the kitchen, outside, down at the park, at your friend's house, in the trunk of the car, anywhere. You can get your dog to listen as long as you follow these five rules. I was once working with a dog, it was this tiny little thing that would not focus around dogs, would not, you know, sit and pay attention to the owner around cars or bikes. And we implemented these five rules. And within two weeks, the dog went from being disapproved for a group class. What I mean by disapproved is it couldn't hang out in a class with just five dogs in it. Two weeks later, that dog was the star pupil of the class, doing everything perfectly. We were doing some advanced stuff, agility. We were doing fitness equipment. We were doing tricks. This dog loved doing all of those things, but it couldn't do it in a class setting with six other dogs because they didn't know the five rules to begin with. So let's jump into the five rules. Rule number one, you must have engagement. Oh, of course. Well, if I want my dog to listen, like they have to engage with me. That makes sense. Absolutely. But how do we teach the engagement? How do you go about building engagement with your dog? That starts in the house, in the living room, in the kitchen, in the bathtub in your bedroom. Then you go to the backyard, the front yard, down the block. All you're looking for is engagement. You're not looking for them to listen to you. Engagement. Engagement is simply them choosing to interact with you on their own terms. So what you might do is stand outside and just give them treats. Every time they look towards you, every time they interact with you, you give them a treat. That will increase the level of frequency, the rate of focusing with you. So they'll, you know, be sniffing around, engaging, doing their own thing. You don't say anything. This is pure pure engagement on their part. They have to initiate the engagement and you're just rewarding that initiation. That motivation to stay focused on you, you're just rewarding that. The more you do that, the easier it gets, the more they're just going to glue to you. And what I've often found is we start off the first five, 10 minutes maybe, of them distracted by everything in the environment. Five minutes later, they look at you. You mark with a clicker or you just give them a treat. I'd always err on the side of marking with the clicker because you have better timing there. Then they get their treat. They go back, they go right back to getting distracted. That is okay. That's fine. Do this every single day and they'll stop doing that. But five minutes in, they'll look at you. Good, mark and reward. Then they go to do their own thing. They go back to sniff. And instead of it being five minutes, it jumps down to three minutes. Then it jumps down to a minute and a half. Then it jumps down to 30 seconds, then 10 seconds, then five seconds. And then they stop getting distracted. And right after they get a treat, they're just staring at you, looking, ooh, what do I got to do? What do you want to do? You want to do something? You want to run around? You want me to do a trick? What do you want? Now we have good engagement. Practice that all of the time, everywhere you go, and it'll be 10 times easier to try to get them to listen anywhere. If you don't practice that, Right? For example, your dog is sleep, sleeping all night. You wake him up in the morning, you go outside, and you expect perfect engagement right out of the gate. It's not going to happen. 
they've got other things they want to explore. They were just sleeping. Just like you, you wake up, you want to go do something. Sometimes we want to stay in bed. But we have social media, so we can do something. I'm putting quotes around that. We can do something through social media. Our dogs can't. Unless you've taught your dog how to, that's kind of cool. Send me a video if you have. Connect with me on social media. Send me a video if your dog is on social media scrolling and stuff. So we have to have that engagement first. We have to have a way to keep their attention. You take them out in the morning. They want to go do everything else. All I'm looking for is them to re-engage with me as fast as possible. I was just talking to a client yesterday. We were talking about engagement. They said, well, what they do is they go to the end of the driveway. They look around, see if there's anything there. And if there's something there, they'll chase after it. If there's nothing there, they'll come back. And I said, great. When there's nothing there and they turn around, just reward them. They said, what about the times when they chase something? Like, well, you could have them on leash. But if you have no problem with them chasing something randomly, then that's fine. They live on a nice open property. They're not worried about the dog getting hurt. I said, that's fine. If that's fine with you, that's fine with me. But our goal is to rebuild that engagement and to do it on our dog's choice and encourage the level of engagement, the repetitions of engagement, the frequency of engagement to the point where the dog goes out the front door, turns around and looks right back at you. That's what my dogs do and that's what I would hope your dogs would do. They run out the door and instead of going, oh man, I got to teach my dog barrier, uh, you know, waiting at a barrier. I'm just going to teach them if they do go out to turn back to me. That's much more life-saving because when they break that barrier, for whatever reason, they realize they're outside, that becomes the cue to tell them to turn back. That's what I want. So number two, right? That was rule number one, engagement. Number two, they cannot be anxious or stressed. Cannot be anxious or stressed. I was working with a dog, beautiful, you know, senior dog, had never really done a formal training class. The owner had done some things by herself. And because of that, the dog had shut down. She had done a lot of corrective, compulsive method training. And the dog just became anxious and stressed whenever it thought we were doing training because it knew that it was going to get corrected. There was no treats involved. The owner didn't believe in rewarding the dog, that it should just be a good dog because it's a dog. We had a conversation about it. I convinced her otherwise. But this dog was so anxious and stressed, it could not pay attention. It could not listen. It knew how to sit by force, but it would not want to. It would just pant and get stressed when you told it to sit. And then it wouldn't sit until the owner pushed its butt down. The dog also had some other issues about reactivity towards people and all that kind of stuff. But it was so anxious and stressed that it couldn't listen in any environment, let alone an environment that is highly distracting like a dog kennel training location. So if your dog isn't listening, and they typically do, right? they listen inside and they don't listen outside, you should first check off, okay, do I have engagement? Are they engaging with me at all? By the way, number, you know, rule one and two will go together. They're not going to engage with you if they're anxious and stressed. This is what happened to my first dog. She was a, a rescue. It was left outside in Kentucky. And when I brought her home and we would go outside at night, she was on high alert. She's like, okay, where, where are we going? What's going on? Do I got to hide? Is something coming after me? I don't know her story in Kentucky. I know that she was found outside. So her first thought is that survival instinct. But I couldn't get through to her. She stopped talking to me, as I put it. I was like, she, she ain't talking to me. Why isn't she talking to me? I'd like her to. And I don't mean vocally, but there's no engagement. There's no connection at all. It's as if, you know, I insulted her. She was like, mm, not having it. And she would just look away from me. She wanted no part of engaging with me. And that was because she was just stressed. 
She didn't have a problem with me. She didn't have a problem with people. She didn't have a problem with dogs. She had a problem with being stressed. So when I asked her to sit, she would hesitate and be like, I don't know. If I sit, something's going to happen. You know, something's going to jump out at me, and that's not good. So she can't be engaged if she's stressed. And I can't have her listen to anything I tell her to do if she's stressed. So they kind of go together. Got to have engagement, and they cannot be stressed or anxious. Rule number three, they must know the behavior that you're asking for. And I mean know the behavior. Not just kind of know. Not just they listen like 30% of the time or 60% of the time. No, they got to listen 90% of the time. You tell them to sit inside, they sit 90% of the time. In any orientation, any distance from you, any direction, they put their butt down immediately. When they can do that, it is a thousand times easier to get them to listen outside. If they can't, if they can't do that, then we're asking for trouble. Oftentimes what happens is they'll listen to you inside. You say, sit. They listen. Awesome. You're like, great. They're ready to move outside. You go to move outside and they don't listen. It's because you didn't get the repetitions in inside to make it a strong connection between the cue, the word sit, and the action of putting their butt down. They just don't make that correlation so strongly, which is what you need to happen. Strongly. They don't make such a strong connection to the point where it's unbreakable. Unbreakable. That's what I mean. Unbreakable. If your phone goes off, your ringtone goes off, you know exactly what it means. Oh, I know that sound means my ringtone. If I were to change your ringtone, you'd be like, what the hell is my phone doing? What alarm is going on right now? You're going to be confused. So that connection is what we need to create with your dog. So many repetitions. I hear the bell on my phone. I know exactly who's calling me. I know exactly that I'm getting a phone call and it's not someone else's phone. But if you start changing it up, or you get a new phone, or it's a new sound, you don't make that correlation right away, right? The first time that my brother, when we shared a room as kids, he would change his ringtone all the time. First time he would change his ringtone, it scared the hell out of me every morning. Great for waking me up, but scared the hell out of me, because I'm like, what sounds are happening right now? And he usually picked some rap song, so it was like, whoop, 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 you know, crazy stuff, <laughs> and it would just freak me out every morning and so when your dog doesn't make that association so clearly they don't know what you want they don't generalize well so you go outside and they're like i think i know what you want but i have no clue and then what do we do more often than not owners and trainers and handlers get mad at the dog for not performing the behavior the way they just did inside like what the hell it, it's the same thing i just said sit just sit it, it, it's right there and what ends up happening is the dog goes Wait a second, inside I get treats for sitting, and outside I get punished for sitting. I'm only going to sit inside. I don't like sitting outside. I'm going to go sit inside. See how that creates a problem? It creates conflict in the behavior itself and what your goal is. Your goal is to get them to sit outside and inside, everywhere. But now we've created conflict by doing that type of training. Correcting outside and rewarding inside creates that problem. Rule number four. They must respond to the first time. The amount of times that I've seen owners and trainers and handlers ask their dog to sit in a row without taking a breath is astronomical. Sit, 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 sit. Dog still doesn't sit. Sit. I, I said sit. Dog still's not sitting. And then they resort to molding the dog by pushing the butt down. 
If that's what you're doing inside, there's no chance of your dog listening outside. They must know the behavior and do it the first time they, you ask. So this goes through the perfect training system, right? The six fluencies of behavior. If I say to do precision first, I got to have my dog know the behavior. That was rule number three. My dog has to know the behavior. And rule number four, they have to know it the first time I ask. That's latency. That's the first two steps of the six fluencies of behavior, the perfect training system. So if your dog doesn't know the behavior, you have to teach them the behavior. You have to teach them the behavior. Then you have to teach them how to respond the first time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're new here and you're like, what the hell is he talking about? Precision and latency. The perfect training sales uh, system, the perfect training system for your dog is precision, latency, speed and motivation, duration and distance, distraction, and then the reward cycle. I'll probably be doing a webinar uh, on this specific topic. I'm going to go probably for an hour and a half or so just on these steps, this system of training your dog. Because when you go through the system, everything becomes a hell of a lot easier. It is how all of the training courses at Matador University are trained. If you want to look into Matador University, matadorcanine.com slash matadoruniversity. matadorcanine.com slash matadoruniversity. We cover obedience, manners, reactivity, and coaching. But it goes through that same process. So the first two steps, precision and latency. Get those things down, and then we can start to work on the other variable, like listening outside. And then rule number five. Rule number five jumps. Rule number five is the variable schedule. You must have the variable schedule unlocked. Okay, talk about cheat codes. Must be unlocked. Achievement unlocked variable schedule. The variable schedule is an in-depth topic about teaching your dog how to accept not getting a treat and to gamble with doing the behavior every single time in the hopes that they will get a reward, they will get reinforcement, they will get this jackpot when they do it enough. Those are the five rules. Engagement, they cannot be stressed or anxious. They must know the behavior. They must respond the first time you ask, and you must have trained the behavior to the variable reward schedule. If you've done all of this right, your dog will listen outside, I promise you. If you've done all of this right, your dog will listen. And that is exactly what we did with the dog I mentioned in the beginning. This tiny little thing. We built the engagement first. We made sure that it wasn't anxious. It wasn't. It was excited about seeing other dogs. So we had to build the engagement with us, which was stronger than hanging out with those other dogs. Then we had to teach the dog everything that it needed to know to be in class. Did it know how to do eye contact, sit, down, stay, come, heal, recall, all that stuff. We had to teach them all of those things. And then they worked on it relentlessly for two weeks, every single day, multiple times a day, at every location they could possibly do. And then they were approved for group class. Those are the five rules. Drill those into your mind. Know them. Engagement. They're not anxious or stressed. They know the behavior. They respond the first time. And it's trained to the variable reward schedule. You have those five rules down, I guarantee you your dog will listen in any environment. If they're not listening in the environment and you are following those five rules, there might be something off. Most likely, it's either you didn't do the variable schedule to a level that you need to, or they are anxious and stressed and you're just not seeing it. Could be because they've shut down. So you got to do all that. 
Okay, I'm going to go through them one more time. If you didn't write them down, don't you know stop driving if you're listening to this while driving, and don't stop doing what you're doing. But if you're available to write this down, engagement, they cannot be stressed or anxious. They know the behavior. They listen the first time every time. And you've worked on the variable schedule. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on social media, Matador Canine, where we are, we are wherever you are on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Snapchat, Matador Canine. Follow us there. See you guys soon.